This is The Back Pass, a podcast for sports nerds by sports nerds. Welcome to The Back Pass. Today we go through the new rules presented by the MCC and they're coming into effect and we're looking looking forward to an exciting World Cup. Hello and welcome to The Back Pass. I'm your host, Ali Milwala, and with me today, I have some of our regulars, and we give a big welcome back to Sid. Hey, guys. We have Shivank, Kevin, and Abey joining us. Hello. Hello. How's everyone been? It's been a while since we talked cricket. So let's crack into these new MCC rules. So, with these new rules... What is, what, what are we trying to achieve? What are we trying to get out of the game? As somebody who is not on the show today said um, in our WhatsApp chat, let's bring down the battery archy. <laughs> hey, as well as I'm concerned, whatever the rules are, just play in the spirit of the cricket. <laughs> so, so Shivang, Shivang, essentially the MCC rules have been designed by the joke. Yeah, yeah, because some people just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's 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 crack into it. And there's been a number of rule changes that have led to a number of discussions, and one that has caught the most attention. And brought into the whole gentleman spirit of the sport, it's the man cap. Where do we start? I'll start. It's a run out. It's not a man cap anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so say the rules. It is a run out. It's a run out. Yes. <laughs> so it brings up an interesting question, right? Because now suddenly we have this whole split. Of like, oh, it shouldn't be a run out. The the runner the runner should get a chance. You should get a warning and stick to the old rules and the spirit of cricket. Or is it just like it's it's a sport? If you're trying to get an advantage, you're you're also taking a risk. I, I I'll go first, and I think people who've been complaining about it are the same people who made the rule. That's number one. Number two, it was always a rule. The, the, the batter was never supposed to be given a warning. The warning was given just a, hey, look, you're stepping too much out. Come back into the crease. Like, it was a gentleman thing. But then it has happened on so many occasions that I don't think a warning needs to be given. Now, if a warning is given to the batter for actually going out of the crease before the ball is being bowled, are we giving a, a warning to the bowler as well? Hey, you've stepped out on a you've you you've delivered a no ball on a couple of occasions. <laughs> Just bring your foot back in. Bang on. Yeah. Bang yeah. on. If we're doing that, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with the warning being given. Then it's in the spirit of the game. Otherwise, it's a rule. The rule is mm. a run out. You step out, you get run out. Simple. And look, like yeah. why should the bowler be not given an advantage to run the batsman out if the batsman allowed are allowed to steal a sing- or steal a few steps to get a single. Like, why is that fair? 
completely yeah. agree, Shivank. You know what, though? I, it would be interesting just to have a yellow or red card system when it comes to this kind of stuff. <laughs> just to see the hilariousness of um, somebody getting a yellow card for stepping over um, stepping over the line um, for a no ball and then a red card for talking at some seconds. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and it, this was not a uh, not a one-time thing as well. Uh, uh, there have been tweets going on about this that the batter had been doing that consistently throughout the game. So it's even if there was a warning or not, if you are a serious serial offender, then some sometime or the other it's going to happen, right? So yeah, I yeah, mean, it's, it's yeah. I mean, in terms of other sports, the biggest parallel I can draw with is baseball. In baseball, you can steal a base, but at the same time, if the pitcher catches you and throws the ball to one of the, the other end, you're out. Simple as that. Mm. And baseball's had this thing for at least 20 years. Yeah. Maybe even longer. There's, there's another aspect to this whole, uh, you know, batter leaving the crease before the ball is being bowled. There is also a new MCC rule which clearly says that when the ball is being bowled, a fielder cannot change their change. position as well. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Right? So the fielder can't move. The bowler cannot actually ball a no ball. So why is the batter allowed to actually leave the field <laughs> before the ball is bowled? on. Also, on. Yeah, also tying to this is, while there is a rule for non-striker, there is a rule for striker as well. Earlier, mm. the bowler could throw the ball uh, to get the batsman run out if the striker was moving forward uh, before bowl, the ball was bowled. But now that is going to be yeah. a dead ball. So it's not as if that yeah. uh, that run out has been uh, the only thing that's actually introduced. Actually, they've taken away one rule as well, which they felt was was uh, slightly unfair. Yeah, in that way. And uh, actually, being a dead ball is a far better way to deal with it, I think. Yeah. Mm. On the flip side, if your fielder moves, it's, it's negative. It's a five-run penalty now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. As opposed to a dead ball. That, yeah. that part I really do think is a good part of the game that they've changed because yeah. tidying up that kind of stuff. You see that in the game a little bit. Um, fielders moving sort of to that. Walking is a normal thing, right? You can walk in, mm. no problem. Lateral but when movements. you move in a diagonal um, Any lateral sort of trajectory, you're cutting off certain angles which the batsman is looking for. Now, the yeah. game's already tiered to batsman, so you could argue that both ways. One thing that I was thinking about here that um, sort of just on the baseball topic, in baseball, the act of attempting to steal bases is to put also put pressure on the bowler. Mm. You stepping out of the crease is putting the pressure on the bowler as well because in that kind of tight situation when you have a really you know, close game, intense, um, not a lot of runs left, the bowler is trying to keep the other batsman on strike as much as possible. If they're running in and you're moving away to try and get that quick single, you're putting pressure on the bowler to make, and they have no recourse. Whereas in baseball, the recourse is you stop your pitch, you swing the ball, and you see if you can get them out. Mm. Yep. Bingo. Absolutely. So um, if you play the play the game with the rules, you are in the spirit of the cricket. Simple as that, as far as I'm concerned. No, I think that's pretty spot on, right? The spirit of yeah. the game is whatever's in the rule book. You don't have to go any further than that. I I really think like it's it's one of those odd ones that it it's like it, it's clearly someone trying to take an advantage, right? Because taking a quick single kind of add pressure to a team. You can kind of get like a a struggling batsman off strike. 
You can you can do a lot of lot with just those three extra steps that the non-striker takes. It can you know prevent a fielder from running running the batsman out as well. So pulling them back actually evens out that playing field, right? And if they're going to take that risk, they're going to take the risk knowing the bowler might not be able to adjust to get the. I, I I'll say one thing, and I I have said this thing in the group as well. If the bat is actually out of the crease when the ball is bowled. The third umpire, while they're checking the foot, the front foot of the bowler, if the bat is out, then call it a short run. Simple. You know? That's because the ball was not delivered. And if the bat is actually out of the crease, then I, I think it's an unfair advantage. They have not run 22 yards. So then it's a short run as far as I'm concerned. That one's interesting because the best way to combat swing bowling is to actually stand outside your crease. No, but that's for the bowlers. Yeah. No, no, oh, non-strikers. Non-striker. Oh, non-strikers. Okay, my yeah, bad. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. My bad. So then it's a short run because they're not supposed to leave the crease. Yes. So do you think? Hold on a second. There, there are circumstances where you would want to take the short run because when when a particular batsman's under pressure, especially in a test match, where the, while runs are important, sometimes sacrificing and taking them create a really interesting dynamic in the game. Hasn't that happened in a game not too long ago where someone intentionally took a short run so that when the when the strike rotated at the end of the over, the correct batsman was on the correct end or something? That, I think, is still five penalty runs to the other right. team. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. If they think, the umpires think it's a deliberate attempt to, you know, keep the strike or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Mm. I mean, is, is that correct? From I think so as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like uh, apart apart from that law, and that's the big one that's got everyone everyone kind of talking. All the others kind of seem to make sense. I think the most the the one law change that makes the most complete most sense and completely COVID no safe yeah. is the no saliva yeah. law, right? Like. Like just stop using saliva, guys. It's okay. It ta- the ball tastes <laughs> disgusting already. Like stop licking the shit out of it. One of one of yeah. my early memories of 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 a pla- of a cricket ball is was was like one of our Pakistani bowlers is licking the ball like that. Yeah, like, Waka <laughs> Yunus. Yeah, I remember that. Waka Yunus. Yeah. Sahib, Sahib, the the ball. <laughs> and all these and all these were like, hang on, we do nothing of that. We only use a sandpaper. Yeah, so we just use sandpaper. <laughs> we, we we do it all in, in the you know in the yeah, right, compartments right, of our pocket. So, um, <laughs> so no, I think that's a fair rule. Uh, it's about time uh, from a forget the COVID thing. I think from a hygiene perspective, it wasn't the best thing to be doing. So glad they moved on from it. Mm. And and look, the ball's been swinging fine in the last three seasons, three seasons of regular cricket. Like it's gone in and out just as much as it did before. So might as well add some hygiene to the game. Which is which is funny because cricket is not something that started up like twenty years ago, right? We've had cricket for a very long time, and during that time, no one before COVID thought. Just stop putting saliva on the ball. Let's just test if it still swings. Like, let's just stop for a bit. Like, maybe one game where we don't put spit on the ball and see how it goes. 
Like no one, no one thought of my, that. Like my, it's crazy. Actually, my observation has been the exact opposite. Uh, the white ball, the the games that I have recently seen in the last eight months or so, has swung a lot more than it used to be. I don't know. Yeah, actually, <laughs> the white ball, especially the white ball. Red ball has been doing what it has done for years. There's not much change there, but white ball I've seen that. Yeah. Two things here. Number one, you, you're right, it has swung a lot um, more than what it used to. We all know what happened last year when China Freely was bowling to India, so it swung a lot. <laughs> That's number one. Number two, when we're talking about spitting saliva, someone like of Ricky Ponting used to spit on his hands and then rub his hands. How do we stop that thing? Is there a rule for that? <laughs> <laughs> that's, Punter's, Punter's spit was basically glue, man. He's That's, yeah, that's yeah. weak, you know. <laughs> the way he held onto some of those balls was uh, yeah. pretty special. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he was so cool about it. I, you know, I yeah. used to watch him. He I just wonder- used to do it and then rub his hands and then that's it. Nothing happened. And then he would no shake hands with everyone. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> he did have a hand towel. No, Punter did have a hand towel. He'd wipe his hands before he... No, he was hygienic. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> I've I've even seen Punter. He's he's pretty short, so you know he's. He, I've seen him like rub the grass a couple of times as well, especially at Lords. He would like squat, squat, and then rub the grass, rub his thing, spin on his hands, do this, and then get ready for a catch. So it's a combination of all three things that yeah. sort of you know. So, so you're seeing he's the OG fidgeter, and Steve Smith's just copying him in his own form. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. So. Or maybe that is um, Punter's formula for like yeah. how he yeah. makes that glue yeah. Yeah. for his hands. It's a little bit of soil, a little bit of that dew, some spit, yes. some of that chewing gum that, that he chews. Chewing gum he's spitting into his hands. <laughs> Let's catch the ball. <laughs> I, I, I like the other yeah. law, which, which actually uh, is about the wide thing. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, I yes. love the law because now the batsman going in all directions across the stumps they can actually Abhay, do you remember that game that we played one one season where there was a guy who would always take three steps to his offside yes, and then yes. hit towards fine leg and then we were never allowed like i followed him so yeah. many times outside the offstone and every time the ball is just wide wide right. i'm like wow just crazy so a batsman's going three steps to the offside and the empire keeps on giving it, giving it wide so let's just clarify the law for everyone listening um so the now for now and moving forward we're not going to just blindly follow the white lines that they so conveniently draw on for everyone it's going to be from the relative position of where the batsman so the law states that now it will be where the striker had stood at a point since the bowler began their run up and, and which has been also passed wide of the striker in normal betting position so it will be like moving it's it's a moving target now yeah. Oh, <laughs> so it's even more a judgment call. I can see a lot more like, oh, right. Yeah, I do see a really great opportunity here for Google Lens to be. Um, <laughs> do you want to get a, you want to get bar on every wide call? Be like, 
No, it was only this much wide. Yes. Draw the lines. It's like, it's not wide I mean, enough. Tony, <laughs> unless you uh, long, last at least like a 50 over game. 50 over game. If, you know, if you start at DRS on every wide. Yeah. And if keepers <laughs> go berserk, every time they catch the ball, they'll just do this. Like, hey, come on. Yeah. I want to check that again. Yeah. <laughs> you mean Rishabh Pant? Ah, Rishabh Pant, yes. yeah. Somebody teach the guy how to call a proper DRS, please. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's actually been spot on on one occasion, just one occasion. <laughs> on what? When he, when just he one. Uh, convinced Kohli to go for a court behind. That was in England, I think, last yeah, year. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one was good. Yes, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Out yeah. of all the people, like people were not convinced. He was the one who said, "No, no, please take it, please." He was the only one who was convinced. That that in itself says a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, there are there are there are players worse than him. Uh, what's his name? Labuschagne. Lab- Lab- <laughs> <laughs> he would appeal for an LBW at uh, Fine Leg. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yes. He thinks it's out. <laughs> so, now, now, one of the other laws, and this is um, Law 18, um, the batters, batters returning when they're caught or crossing over, that's no longer going to happen, which pretty much means that like the end of Lagan makes no sense at all now, right? Like for the future generations, they're gonna be like, "What is this call, Brett? What are they doing?" It's it's in, it's interesting because a lot of leagues adopted that rule already uh, from the beginning of this year. That if you caught, you caught. You you, you can't cross the crease. I think the hundred started it. Hundred started it. Uh, I think last uh, year. Last uh, year. Some yeah, last year. And then IPL got it. Everyone, I think, pretty much on board. So nothing new. I think it's about time that that thing um, came into effect as well. Uh, so yeah, I think other than the the run out thing, everything else is pretty pretty good. Mm. I think it makes a lot of sense, but the batsman and me sometimes feel shit. That was unnecessary. Like I would have preferred to have that tactical mo- mobility to rotate the striker. Mm. But then if, mm. if I'm a bowler, it makes perfect sense. Like get the new guy on. If it's a tail ender, even better. Cause I can just I, knock the three. I just, off. I just have a, like I'm, I'm a batsman now primarily, but I still feel a lot for the bowler. <laughs> I still feel there are too many laws in favor of batsmen. Give this one to the bowler. Please give oh, no, no, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly why I started the show with let's bring down the patriarchy. <laughs> the one thing I'd say about that one is if they were really trying to make it in favor of the bowler, what they should do is have the bowler decide who should be on strike for the next ball. Ooh, yeah, that should, that, it would be cool, right? It would be cool. I think that would be awesome. They could decide if, the, the you know, with the, the whole run-up thing, not the manker, the run-up thing, if a bat, batter's caught doing it, then the bowler actually decides who's facing him next ball. That would be ideal. Oh. And he gets a free yeah, okay. he gets a free hit to the stumps. A bold is a bold. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> if he hits the stumps, it's out. Then they then they do that, then they have like a trial of like the free hit where you just like bowlers bowling to like just the stumps trying to hit them. The bowler. And they all just and they were and they were all just really, really bad. And they couldn't hit the stump. Ball out. Ball out. 2007. 2007 World Cup. India-Pakistan. The only game. So this was the tiebreaker before boundary counts were a thing. <laughs> oh, no. Imagine if they'd done that. Imagine if they'd had a ball out at the, um, at the World Cup final. Mm. No, I would still take it over boundary, boundary count. Boundary count. Yeah. 
<laughs> but they really struggled, right? Like they, the bowlers really struggled with actually hitting the stumps, which was crazy. Funny enough, I I was listening to an interview from Vakar and Vaseem, and they said Indians were actually practicing hitting the ball, and Pakistanis they never bothered about it. Um, so I don't know. I think Indians were prepared for it because it was a new law which was just came into effect. That if it's a tie, it's a bowl out. So mm-hmm. I think Indians actually practiced it. Well, I mean, you can call it practice now because they hit, they, everyone actually hit the stumps. <laughs> yeah. You know, whereas Pakistanis, they said they were so confident, now oh, we have got the best bowlers, we're not going to miss it. So what's the point of practicing on it? The best bowlers were either coaching or commenting at that time, right? That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bukhar and Basim and all those That's guys. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Hmm. Speaking of Vakar and Vaseem and lethal fast bowlers, I think there's another one that's come out of that concussion law and that's around substitute fielders. Now that's, I feel, Mm. and I think we've spoken about this before. um, I think that's one rule which Ravi Ashwin will have the best interpretation for, Mm -hmm. which is is about substitute substitute players and how they work. So to play this out a little bit, I'm foreseeing a situation in which somebody like Hardik Pandya or Kurnal Pandya or somebody like that, a really good all-rounder, would be your substitute fielder or substitute replacement player. Play. And you would have concussions occurring on the field in which he would come in and bowl maybe a spell of three or four overs, maybe take a wicket on a pitch that's maybe doing a bit more than you were expecting, mm. especially I'll, test cricket. I'll take you back to a game last year, Kevin, India-Australia T20. You know, Jadeja was hit on the helmet. Jadeja was hit on the helmet. Mm. I don't think it was was something big. But they interpreted the rule really well. They got Jaha to actually come and bowl because it was a like-for-like replacement. Mm. So it was a concussion replacement. (laughs) They said, look, he was hit on the head. Our medical expert has said he's got a concussion, he can't bowl. So you got Chahalin. And you could see, I think it was a Damien Martin at the time who was arguing with Dean, uh, David Boone. I think it was. Uh, it was a quite a heated argument that why are you letting Chahal play? Because he was a better spinner. But it was yeah. a like for like. So <laughs> I, I see your point. And a lot of teams would do it. Talking of Ravi Ashman, he would have taken these laws to his lawyer straight away. <laughs> the white, the black, and all the shades of grey in between. That's exactly. Where he, that's where he wants to operate. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it would be interesting how teams use this rule. Yeah. It would be very interesting. Yeah. I mean, it, it just opens up a lot of possibilities, right? Like, okay, there are limitations. You have to name your 12th player before the coin toss, and the umpire has to know. And you can only bring them on if the empire agrees. But then after that, nothing set in stone, except the same rules apply to the player that's sub- being substituted. So if yeah. yeah, so if they've got six overs left in in a one day match, for example, then the substitute player bowls those six overs. If they're out, they're out. Stuff like that. But beyond that, it's yeah, anybody's guess just- as to what's going to happen. Hmm. But that's that's kind of logical, right? Like that's like I mean. That's it's weird. Like you're basically replacing like one quick bowler for another quick bowler. The, your your opening quick has bowled his ten overs. You substitute him. Another another quick bowler comes on, bowls another ten overs. It's like, well, that's ridiculous. That's just like you know, why would you allow that? So that just seems like, I guess, logical. 
And the good part is most of these, most of the laws seem logical, which is kind of scary sometimes. Uh, until Ravi Ashwin finds a flaw in them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can, I'm, I'm just thinking about this situation played out from the other side as well, where you would have a fast bowler um, maybe coming up the order a little bit, getting bounced, getting glanced on the head, concussion, especially in the last innings of a test match or something like that. It's seems like an easy way to sub <laughs> off that you know fast bowler for somebody who can bat reasonably well. So you 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 so you'd get a scenario you'd get a scenario where like other fast bowlers would not bounce the other tailenders. Yeah. Because they're exactly. like he'll literally take this one on the head just to get off the field. I'm not gonna bowl anything short. And you get like a you get a scenario where the fast bowler's like ducking down to kinda Get his head closer to the so, so you're saying Jimmy Anderson will stop bowling short to Tim Saudi then? And bring back the spirit of the game Potentially, argument? yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> He's got no self-control, mate. <laughs> yeah. We've seen New Zealand's bowling depth, like, ball bounces at Saudi as much as you want. It's not getting better. But there's more to this rule with the substitute player as well, because you need to nominate the substitute before Beforehand. the game actually starts. So it'd be interesting how you sort of use the substitute and the concussion substitute. Mm. And you're right, Kevin, you could actually be literally begging the bowler to bowl a bouncer because you <laughs> wouldn't get hit on the helmet. <laughs> no, no, I said the funny thing about the Jadeja incident was once he was hit on the helmet, he hit a couple of sixes and a boundary after that. But of course, <laughs> it, it took some time to just, you know, just get into it. For him to feel the effects. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. <laughs> I feel the concussion like, took a while to come on. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like um, if you've watched um, Ashwin bat recently, he's thinking a little bit ahead. He's quite low to the ground, so he might have known that this one was coming. <laughs> hey, he's looking after his bowlers because he's anyway so tall. <laughs> you know, he's like, no, no, man, I'll make it easy for I'll you to, easy to for hit me on the head. <laughs> But the interesting part with this replacement player is if there was any sanction or dismissal from the player they replaced, they inherited. Inherited, yeah. Yeah. So that's an interesting one. Mm. Uh, so, but, so I'm wondering about the statistics of this one. In the rule book, if you get you know out from a golden duck, do you inherit the golden duck for the from your, from a statistical standpoint because you replaced him in that game? Yes, because it says you actually inherit the gold, the dismissal as well. So I'm assuming yes. That's Wait. gonna wreck some averages pretty Average. quickly. <laughs> I know. So if I, I get know. if I was on ninety nine, unlikely as it may be, and if I have to use a substitute batsman instead of me, and Kevin comes on, Kevin gets those ninety nines. <laughs> no, it's only the dismissal you inherit, All not right. the actual runs. Right. Yeah. No, but if I get out on ninety nine, then Kevin's averages moves in one direction by ninety nine well, because of those ninety nine runs. So, so, so here it is. The introduction of law one point three says that the replacements are now be treated as if they were the player they replaced on the field. They will receive the sanctions or dismissals which the player has done in that match. Done in that match. Okay. So now, if a player has taken a wicket before getting replaced, the dismissal will be added to the account of new player coming into his place. 
So you take a hat trick and you just get out after the bullet. Yes, my hat trick now. So you're like, I'm not going. I'm not going off the field. I don't give a crap. Yeah. Like, I, I guess that's to combat. That's to combat. So like, you can't score a fifty and then just be like, oh yeah, just just replace mm. me, because then whoever mm. replaces you is now got a fifty to their name, and you no mm. longer have the that's fifty. That's interesting. Yeah. But it says it's only the dismissal will be added to the account of new player. It doesn't yeah, talk about runs or anything. And yeah. But you know, it's it's kind of interesting because with the sanctions, it's if they did a similar thing in football, it's like if you had a concussion concussion substitute and you substitute a player because of concussion, the co- player coming on could be coming on with a yellow card already because the player mm. came, coming off already had a yellow card and already had a caution. And those scenarios would get bizarre if they brought those in. I am sure the governing body of football is listening to you, Ali, right now, and they're most likely going to do something like this because football, is, well, the new state of football isn't complicated enough to begin with. Mm. Now that we've simplified the offside rule enough, handball, <laughs> yeah. handball rule. And handball. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do you we think, though, there's, there, is a, there is a fear that... I, that I generally have, and you know, for the older cricketers out there, they feel that there's some of the magic being, you know, with these obscure rules being finessed out of the game, you, you there's a chance that you lose some of this magic that cricket's previously had. From an opinion standpoint, are, are these rules really impacting the pure magic of the sport, other than bowling a ball really fast or bowling a ball and hitting a ball and fielding a ball? Like, I mean, you know. I reckon cricket's one of those sports which has done really well to keep up with the times and actually respond to the changing needs in order to keep the game interesting. Um, DRS is a fantastic example. Um, the other one is free hits and stuff. Like, okay, yes, they favor the batsman, but hey, they keep the game interesting. So I think mm-hmm. generally speaking, cricket's doing really well to keep the game moving forward in a direction which is, for the most part, positive. I think the, the one thing which a lot of people would be uncomfortable with is the, the run-out thing or the manker thing, which a lot of you know purists are not keen on you know, having as a form of dismissal. I had a, I had a discussion with someone the other day. He says, why would you, you know, have a wicket which requires no skill? That is stupid. And I said, well, actually, you are as stupid as a batsman if you get out on a dismissal which requires no skill. You know, so you just use common sense and just be in the crease. Simple as that. But then that's the um, same thing as the ball hitting the wicketkeeper's helmet. The batting team gets five runs. Like, where's the skill required for those five runs? The skill? Exactly. That's the whole point. Again, it's the whole thing in favor of the bat- batsman. Or in yeah. getting getting an overthrow, right? Like, I mean, there's no there's no batting skill required exactly there you go there you go so four overthrows yeah. is like uh well just make it one you know let's go let's face it like well you didn't do much right just stood yeah. there, there got... is you know the four runs ben stokes got it's got nothing to do with him getting those four runs it hit his bat went to the boundary so if we have to apply the same logic then those four runs should be taken off bingo Look, the game was heavily skewed in the batsman's favor and the 2022 set of rules from the MCC basically just bring it back a bit, which is yeah. refreshing because there's been a few episodes on, on this podcast where we've said the game is very heavily skewed towards the batsman and it needs to be brought back a bit. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, you could even go go as far as saying um, you could pretty much get rid of leg buys um, if it hits if it doesn't hit the batsman's bat. Can they, you know, can they truly actually run? Other than if if it comes off their legs or their body, is that still something they can actually mm. run on? Like, should they be able to? Same same goes for buys. Same goes for buys. The whole leg boy thing is actually pretty obscure as well because if it, or you should be seen as playing a shot. Playing a shot, making an attempt, yeah. You know, then it's a leg boy. If not, then it's a dead ball. That's an interesting one as well. But yeah. Yeah, look, yeah, I think it makes sense. If you're not playing a shot, then you had no intention of actually scoring a run. Look, like, I, I think... I think cricket's gone on quite a journey and, you know, there was obviously the period when batsmen were just you know, just scared of everything because of all the gear that they didn't have and all these bowlers were bowling body line and bowling at their heads without helmets. And so they're like trying to all these rules to protect the batsmen or encourage the batsmen to score runs. And then we went too far. And now they have all this protective gear and all these advantages and all these rules to help them kind of um, get advantage over mm. the bowlers. So now we're trying mm. to pull it, trying to even it out a little bit. Fair. Fair. But speaking of dead balls, there's been a change of rules to um, what happens when a ball lands outside the pitch when the bowler is bowling. And I think that's that's an interesting one because mm. uh, yeah. it's got two dimensions to it. One is if the batsman actually has to leave the pitch in order to play the ball. And the other one is if the ball, if the batsman is still on the pitch, but the ball lands outside. He can't actually leave the pitch. If he leaves the pitch, it's a dead ball. It's a dead ball. Simple. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So David Warner's six from last year. I was going to say it. <laughs> yeah. So basically, that that's that's done with then. Yeah. That's a dead ball. Yeah. Yeah. So that doesn't count anymore. Yeah. That that's a good one as well. Yeah, and I think yeah, agreed. That's genuinely a good one. And on the flip side, the other one is if if the batman batsman can or batter, I should say, actually maintains at least one foot on the pitch. But the ball is outside, then they can whack it. And that's totally fair. Yeah. Yeah, I think overall it's uh, it's a good set of rules. Um, nothing out of the ordinary. Something which should have been done ages ago. Uh, slowly need to bring it back in the favour of the bowlers, just so there is a balance of the game. Uh, but yeah, I think from a rules perspective, I think good changes. I still want to see some more changes, especially the umpire's call on the DRS. You know, that's up for discussion uh, because there's no umpire's call. Either it's hitting the wickets or it's not. I think, yeah, I think that this is best safe for another episode. But the yeah. um, umpire's call basically is a pretty crude way of saying technology can only go this far. So because it's inconclusive, we stick to what the umpire said. Yeah. I wonder if the umpire's call could be implemented in such a way that the umpire could actually change a decision based on the evidence. Like, you know, DRS is yeah, providing an additional layer of evidence. Yeah. And, there, yeah. there was this discussion once. Uh, I was sitting with some people who play cricket here locally, and one of them was an umpire, quite an elite umpire. What he suggested was, and I think this makes sense, if an umpire has given it not out, the third umpire needs to ask what was his reason of giving it not out. He could have thought it was an inside edge, whereas mm. clearly it wasn't. Yes. But he thought it was hitting the wickets, but it was an inside edge. Turns out it wasn't an inside edge, but it was uh, um, umpire's call on impact. Right? Mm. 
that sort of defeats the whole purpose of why he actually gave it not out in the first place. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I think on that note, on that note, that's all we have time to talk for, gents. It's been a great discussion. It's good to see some new rules that have a lot of common sense. Thank you for joining me, Shivan, Kevin, Sid, and Abi. Um, join us here at the Back Pass. Um, get get um, get nerdy with us on our usual uh, channels: Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Talk to you guys later. <laughs>